Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. Coming in 2016. When you hear this, we will now be into a new year, and uh, we want to welcome you for listening. I'm here with my co-host with Further Still Ministries, Kurt Souter. Kurt, how you doing today? Chad, doing awesome. Doing good. Good good to see you. New year. New year. Can you believe it? Can you believe 15 is over? That's what they say. They say, they say that every year. I know. Every time people go, can you, where did the year go? And it's like, it's, it just comes and goes, right? The days are long and the years are short, I've been told. So Is that... And, but by the way, how's how's the sleep doing? You, you got a new little one and uh, and four other little yeah, spikes running around, all boys. Everybody was dead asleep last night. You know why? You ever been to House of Boom? You know what that is? The look on your face tells me no. no. Okay. House of Boom. Did you ever go to skating parties when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Imagine a skating party with no skates and about 100 trampolines all over the floor. <laughs> That's what the House of Boom is. We went to the House of Boom last night. And they are they were completely wiped out. Worn out. I feel like I'm 87 years old. <laughs> I woke up today just like, oh, my parts of my body, I'm like, I need to work that muscle out more. It was like, you, you don't know how out of shape you are until you go jump on a trampoline for two hours. Oh my goodness. And then, yeah. oh my, yeah, they, they were completely oh my worn goodness. out. They, I left this morning, I heard nothing but snoring in the house. And, and that's at eight o'clock. Oh, did Jenna go with you? Yeah, but she was carrying one of the babies, so we okay. were kind of. But it was funny for two hours. At any given time in the two hours, I did not know where at least two of my kids were. <laughs> for two hours, <laughs> people are jumping around. I mean, it is crazy. But it was like it was fun, so we'll go back. But so anyway. you, you, but you gathered the whole. You know, you got them all. We gathered. left with seven, and we actually had a friend of ours come with us uh, of the kids. So, so we had six yeah. kids, two adults. We left with as many as we can. Oh, that's that's good. the rule. And they're the, the, they're the same six. Yes, oh, well, no, that's good. No that's, extra. That's victory. Speaking of victory, <laughs> you know, uh, 2016 is. I don't know about you and our listeners, but a lot of people. Whether you do resolutions, whether you do goals, or no matter what it is that you do, 2000, I, I love New Year's. It's that fresh start. It's like the end of the old, the beginning of the new. And many of guys are listening, and we're a show, if you're just tuning in, we're Solid Steps. We are a show by men, for men, talking about man stuff. And most men are, are kind of goal-orientated at some capacity. They, want, they have new goals, things they want to do. They want to run a marathon. They want to get control of their finances, whatever it is they want to do. 2016 is the beginning of a new year, and, and guys are thinking to themselves, okay, this is going to be a year of uh, progression or, or whatever it is, opportunities to, to improve life. So the whole month of January, we're going to kind of hit on yep. things that guys may be thinking about heading into a new year, whether you're a resolution guy, a goal-setting guy, or just somebody who says, I want this to be a year that things are different. We're let's push. Let's push. Start again. Restart. Right. And uh, yep, that's what 2016 is. So we've got a, a great guest in studio, and I'm gonna let you introduce him and tell him a little bit about his background. And we're gonna talk about um, stepping up as a man in 2016. Absolutely. So in, in the studio today, we have John Majors, and John, it's great to have you with us today. Thanks, Kurt. Good to be here. Yeah. So uh, John, you are a Louisville boy. Grew up, yep. Grew up here in uh, Louisville, and uh, you, your family's still here, but you don't live here anymore. No, that's right. <clears throat> live in Little Rock, Arkansas. What in the world is in Little Rock? What would take you to Little Rock, Arkansas? Family life. That's where it's headquartered. Not much else. <laughs> you know, Bill Clinton. <laughs> I was going to say, there's two things from Little Rock, family life and Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah. A lot of country songs talk about going through Little Rock. They never stop there, but everyone passes <laughs> you through. You kind of pass through. Yeah. Right? 
But you've been there now how many years? 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. So let's back up just a little yeah. bit. Um, so you grew up here in Louisville right. and you've been with Family Life for 15 years, right. but you met your sweetheart. Yeah, we actually met in Nashville at an engineering conference. We both studied engineering. I went to the University of Louisville. Uh, that's why I'm a Louisville fan. I know you guys are Kentucky fans. Sorry, but went to Louisville. In fact, went to Mayo High School. Grew up here. Uh, okay. Ma- Let me say on the front end, I'm sorry for everyone who knew me at Mayo High School, and I'm sorry for the calls you're going to get it about why you, did you have this guy on your radio show. In fact, right after we married, uh, a little old lady came up to my wife in church. I grew up at Valley View Baptist Church out, out in the south end of Louisville. She came up to her and she said, honey, we never thought he'd amount to anything. <laughs> really? <laughs> you, <laughs> thanks, I think. I, was that a compliment? I don't know. <laughs> so, and, and, but, you, but you're a Cardinal fan, but but you married your, your bride. Yeah. And she is... She went to Kentucky. She bleeds blue. And we're still working on that. And you are a house yeah. divided. We, it's, uh, it's challenging, but uh, we're in marriage ministry, so... <laughs> It's working out. You've, you've learned how to pray together we're, we're and figuring we're, it we're, out. We're, yeah. we're figuring it out. So, John, you got uh, you got some kids. Three kids. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the kids real quick. Eleven-year-old uh, boy who's a thousand percent boy, all on all the time. A five-year-old girl who's just all girl, sweet, adorable, pink, everything. <laughs> And then we got a, a almost three year old boy who stopped wearing diapers this week. Huge oh, victory! Wow! Huge Hallelujah! Win. Right, Chad? There is hope. I was going to say I've, <laughs> I've had eight years of my life have been there's been a diaper in my house at some point, yeah. dude. You've, oh, you, oh, you guys, yeah. right? and I have been there. Hallelujah! I'm yeah. way pa- way past the diapers. Uh, you spend a lot of money, oh, a lot of money on poop and pee and dealing with it. Mm, it's <laughs> it is interesting. Yes. So we're hopefully out of that stage you know till we go there ourselves later but we're hopefully done with that <laughs> so but you're, you're, three kids. you're, you're yeah three kids so you're in the middle of family life and uh tell us tell us a little bit about what um what you do at family life yeah so i help develop uh new content new projects video resources workbooks audio resources help help develop things that help people win in their home help do ministry in their home whether it's around marriage and family primarily but also parenting and manhood you mentioned stepping up video series there that we put together to help help men understand what does it mean to be a man what does the bible say about being a man a lot of confusion around that a lot of confusion we're going to unpack that a little bit more later on the show but um how in the world do you study engineering at U of L and end up in Little Rock, Arkansas doing family life. How, how does that work? So, like I said, you're going to get calls about from people who knew me at, at Louisville. Uh, and, and what happened was I grew up in great church, great foundation, uh, Bible-believing church. My family loves the Lord. Uh, but, you know, you get to college and, you, and you're going, is this for me? Am I just doing what my parents did because they did it? Or is this real? Do I really know Christ personally? Or is there something else out there? There's billions of people who are following other things. Are we are we right? So I, you know, started to press into that, and over the course of that, realized, you know, ultimately Christ is where my hope is, not just because my parents said so, but because that's where real life is and real life is found. And through the journey of that, obviously made a lot of mistakes, explored a lot of things. But got connected with Campus Crusade for Christ, which was on Louisville's campus. 
at the same time, my dad was getting connected with Promise Keepers, and he would always been a faithful man, faithful believer, but really caught fire for the Lord. And he started to challenge me to grow as well. So I had my dad pressing into my life. I had Campus Crusade mm. for Christ and the campus ministers pressing into my life. And I was doing engineering. I was interning. I was even working, <clears throat> loving it. But it just hit me, you know, really, I, I don't want to be about pushing chemicals down a pipe. I want to be about transforming lives and focusing on that so moved right into working with college students at louisville on the campus ministry after, right after you graduated yeah right after went right into that basically and one of the things my wife and i noticed early on because we married in the midst of that she i worked there about a year she came on so we were doing campus ministry with college students two things we noticed the kids who came to the campus excited to do ministry who were ready to be missionaries themselves it was because of their family their parents had given them that vision of their church. Mm-hmm. The parents had invested in them. But but the ones who came that didn't want to have anything to do with it, didn't want to hear about the gospel, didn't want to have any conversations with us, it was generally because of their upbringing as well. So we, we realized a lot of what we're trying to do is manage family baggage. If, if kids are brought to us with a good foundation, we're, we're going to build on that. Yes. But if they're not, we're trying to work through that we got to get through that to begin with before we can even get to the gospel so there was that side of family influence bringing you to the place you are when you get to college the other thing we noticed is and we and we still get this today we never got the kids we were ministering to or the young the young folks um we never got them saying you know thank you for that deep theological truth you shared thank you for teaching me how to share the gospel to others what we always got was thanks for having me in your home like these kids just wanted to see a marriage that worked, a couple who loved each other. They wanted to see life working to see is what you're talking about. Does it really mean something in your everyday life? Mm-hmm. And so many of them come from broken homes. So many haven't seen love work. They have no idea what a, a true, loving, gracious family looks like. So we realized we've got to press into the, the root issue here of the family. And that's what burdened us to end up moving to Little Rock, working with family life. Wow. That's awesome. Well, that's great. And we're going to pick up a little bit more about John's story here in the next segment. We're going to take a break. And uh, for those of you who have just tuning in, if you want to hear this or any other of our past shows in its entirety, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Solid Steps Radio, and you'll be able to hear that in its entirety and any any other shows that we've done. So we're going to take a break now. And uh, when we come back, we're going to ask John some questions about um, the what his job is from a perspective of what he does, but also how does that trickle down into the lives of people in the home and how that really fleshes itself out in, in people's lives. So we're uh, we're talking to John Majors, Senior Director of Content Development here at Family Life, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell along here with my co-host, Kurt Souter. And we want to thank one of our sponsors to the show, Carol Rogers Carpet One. Ken Martin and his crew over there will take care of you. For If you have any flooring needs coming up 2016, mention you heard it on Solid Steps Radio, and they'll take care of you. Carol, Carol Rogers Carpet One. And um, we want to welcome back our guest, John Majors. And John was uh, talking about a little bit of his history and how he got connected with um, his wife and how they had a heart for ministry and how they basically um, ended up in Arkansas, which I want to hear about that. I do have to ask a question. What, what does that, the Arkansas Razorback 
what is that the call they do? Woo Pig Suey, that what, one? What's the history on I have that? I no idea. It sounds so it's ridiculous, crazy. doesn't it? It's insane. And if I mean, you're in a football stadium full of people doing it, it's really unnerving. It's weird. I, I, I think if people, they, they say it with such gusto and pride. I'm like, I'm embarrassed when they do that. <laughs> it is uncomfortable. Right? I mean, I don't understand what part yeah. of that. They're like proud of saying that. Yeah. What is it? Woo Pig Suey? Woo Pig Suey. Yeah, with, with some yells and shouting and various... That's how you call the, you know, on the farm. That's how you call the pig. Yeah, you call the hogs. So that's how you, they say it. There. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. There's cow calls and there's pig calls and there's you know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have any listeners in a Little Rock, but that's okay. Wait, wait, no, we're, we're going. To. We're going to. We're now. going to. For those of you who start to listen, I'm sorry. I just don't understand Woo Pig Suey. I never heard that before. I didn't understand. It. Anyway, why don't you ask him how he got that's there? A, okay, so yeah, so John, you were talking about you were with Campus Crusade. You and your wife got married. You're, you're ministering. Here here in Louisville out on the UofL campus and then God began to stir in your heart and you began to uh, you know think and pray and move towards going full-time with family life and well, to un- unpack that a little bit for us please one of the driving philosophies I've always had is I want to be around and get around do whatever I can to get around guys I want to be like like men have so shaped me and like I said my dad the reason he caught fire for the Lord was was promise keepers and his pastor started to disciple him. Mm. So men were pouring into him. He was pouring into me. So get around guys you, you want to be like because they're going to shape you. Went to a conference, heard Dennis Rainey speak, and I said, that's a guy I got to get time around. That's a guy I want to be like. He was, calling, he was calling people up to a higher standard. He was doing it in love. And it was a great balance that I saw. Mm. Very compelling. But he also, he wasn't, taking the easy path. I mean, he was confronting some sin that he was aware of within the organization at the time openly. And I said, man, that's, that's the kind of guts I want to learn from that guy. I want to be around that guy. Got a connection to him. And he said, look, would come work for me. I've got a position, kind of a ministry assistant position. Come work for me. I said, I'm there. Let's do it. You know, we, we want to be in marriage and family ministry and I want to be around you. I want to learn from you. Let's do it. So that's how we ended up getting to Little Rock. Wow. That's cool. So you heard him at a conference. And uh, by the way, if you have never heard of Dennis Rainey, Dennis Rainey uh, runs and leads him, him and his wife, Barbara, lead uh, the ministry, Family Life. Tell us a little bit about, uh, we were talking in, in the break, about how Family Life actually started and unpack that just a little bit. Yeah. So what happened, Campus Crusade started in the 50s. With and Bill Bright. With Bill Bright. That was kind of the golden era of you know, marriage and culture. I mean, everyone says, let's, you can't go back to the fifties. You hear that all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so lots of couples and, and campus crusade had the policy. You work together as a couple on a campus. It's not like one of you's a minister and one of you sells pampered chef or something. No, you both are together on the campus. Uh, but what happened was, you know, cultural evolution, 60s, 70s hit marriages really start to struggle. And you had some couples divorcing. Well, that, that, hurts your campus ministry outreach, right? When you got your couples. The ministers are, you know, can't can't make it happen. So they said, we got to do something about this. And so we started a seminar to minister to the marriages of Campus Crusade staff. Well, that Campus Crusade staff went through it and said, I got to get my friends to this. I got to get my parents to this. This is so helpful. And initially we said, no, they're not allowed to come. You're turning people away. This is just for you. We don't, you know, but... So many people were asking. The demand was so great. It was clear that God was doing something. Yeah. yeah. And and so it just went from there. And, and now 
this last year we did something like 80 live conferences, hotel-based weekend to remember events that were similar to how we started. 50,000 people attended something something in that range to those events that next year we'll do 90 or so all over the U.S. And by the way, if you've never been to a weekend to remember with family life, if you're listening to this, you need to, guys, you need to grab your bride and take her to a weekend to remember absolutely a phenomenal uh, experience it really is it will be you will laugh you'll be encouraged you'll be enriched you'll be challenged you'll be blessed beyond you just i mean you're just going to be blessed beyond measure so 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 dennis and barbara rainey they started um doing ministry kind of within campus crusade and then that that you know kind of unfolded into becoming family life and and that started back in the 1973 1973 or 76 76 yeah. and because i remember Kristen and i we went to our first weekend to remember a family life conference um before we were married right uh, in our engagement period and we thought oh my goodness this is absolutely rock solid and and then uh, a few years later, we went to it again just to con- continue to refresh our mem- uh, our marriage and be you know be blessed again. Um, so th- that's kind of how family life started. And then you gravitated, met Dennis, and then uh, got connected. So tell us so tell us now about you, you're, you're now out there your first year. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's not really interesting because it was just grunt work at first, you know. You're just, I mean, come on. I, I went from the college campus where I was the old guy, you know, 25, and uh, and then we go to family and marriage and yet, ministry. And yet you didn't have kids yet. No, yeah, right. And then we when we go to marriage and family ministry, no one wants to hear from a 25-year-old about marriage, <laughs> you know, and we knew everything too, right? So, Two engineers, uh, they did know everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't, you know... We had a lot of learning to do, a lot of growing. You know, I needed some gray hair. Thankfully, I finally have some. Yeah. yeah you, offset my baby face, and people <laughs> will finally listen, maybe a little. Okay, so you're doing grunt work and uh, and just learning. Yeah, and, and here's the thing I saw, and this is what attracted us to family life. A lot, and I think this is the temptation of the church, is to gravitate towards helpful principles so that we can expose more people to a message. And to gravitate away from Christ and the gospel, because that's an exclusive message. That's one that calls people to put aside other things. And you see this all the time with marriage ministries in particular. Uh, If we dumb down the message, take out some of the Bible, we'll be able to have more people come and hear how to have a healthy marriage. But, like, a healthy marriage, in my mind, is... It's kind of a byproduct of focusing in on people's gospel life. Do you know Christ? That's what I want to get to. Do you walk with Jesus? Yeah. Do you follow him? And then the marriage. If you're only dealing with, here's here's how to communicate. And we deal with that. Like, that's really important. Mm -hmm. But if you're only dealing with that and you're not dealing with, the reason you can reconcile is because Christ reconciled. Like he is the model that we follow. And until you are reconciled to him, you can't reconcile fully in the conflict you have with your spouse. It, you know, assuming people have conflict in marriage, I hear that happens. You can't, you can't go there. 
unless it's gospel centered. And you might be able to give someone a band aid, a temporary fix. But we and when we came to Family Life, we saw the gospel was at the center of everything, and it stayed that way. As long as I'm involved there, it will stay that way. That's our burden. How do we keep the gospel at the center of everything we do? Jesus and Him crucified, and all about Him, the risen Christ, and the relationship that we need to have with him and how do we walk with him and then out of the overflow of that becomes a healthy family That's a healthy the natural marriage. response yeah wow and you saw that crystal clear yeah it was obvious and so we everything we create whether it's the weekend to remember which and we'll probably get more into how men lead in their family but guys you want an easy win take her to this thing and and here's what helps guys get there because a lot of guys go i don't want to go talk about my marriage i don't you know we used to do the weekend to remember here at the beginning of hunting season i don't know who came up with that idea that's 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 insane that's craziness i think we've changed that (laughs) but think of it like an oil change every guy gets that you got to change oil in your car if you don't it's going to break down eventually Your, your marriage needs fresh oil it needs revitalization it's an easy thing to do you get away for the weekend it's like a regular tune-up for your car it's an easy win for you well you know we're going to head into a break here in a minute but i'm going to ask you a question john that we're going to answer on the other side we're going to unpack it for the next part of the next half hour so if you're just joining us the next half hour we're going to talk about not just the theories and we're going to talk about how actually like you said a gospel-centered a god-centered life and have a marriage out of a flow overflow of that question i had for you and we've talked about this from day one when he asked me let's do this show about men the first question i asked myself is are we meaning evangelical in america are we making a bigger deal of out of being a man than god does that was a question i asked myself for 14 years of following jesus i have heard men lead men lead you're the spiritual leader and i've asked myself is this a byproduct to sell books and tapes, or is this real? I, I, I just looked myself in the mirror and said, hey, is this a real deal? And I think the Bible does answer that question. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment, about how that is a reality in life, not just the theory to sell books. So we're going to take a break, and we'll come back. And thanks for listening, and we'll come back here in a minute on Solid Steps Radio. Solid Steps Radio. 